Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, I spoke to Graeme, the owner of Smithwood Wine Bar in Collingwood, Melbourne. Graeme had an interesting start to his career. It was in radio. He travelled all around the world to really remote, fantastic places, interviewed celebrities, bands and, and all that kind of thing. But unfortunately, he got a bit bored of that of that world. And I really wanted to speak to Graeme because he was a... Basically, he contradicts what I've said in the last few uh, episodes of the podcast about you shouldn't get involved in a food or a wine bar or a restaurant if you haven't got any experience in it. Graham had a little bit of experience, but not that much. He like, he explains, but literally not much at all, no senior positions or anything like that. So yeah, he was. He, it's a contradiction. So I just want to show that, just because I'm saying, not that everyone just takes my word as gospel, but even though I say I, I wouldn't recommend it, there's still people. There's, there's still a way to do it, and the way that Graham did it was basically through hard work, good values, and always doing the right thing, you know, for the customer. And he managed to grow his idea with a stack of planning. You'll hear about the amount of planning into a really thriving neighbourhood wine bar. Um, yeah, his take on a Parisian or a, or a Spanish Spanish drop-in neighbourhood wine bar. It's a fantastic bar. He explains all about it. Just it's only small. He uses he only uses um local wines really remote little vineyards in victoria and small microbreweries and, and all that and he's really giving it a, giving it a good go and he's he's building a really cool wine bar like i say i think it's it's i think yeah it holds 17 it's really small but it's a really cool joint so yeah this is great story i hope everyone enjoys it this week as always we are brought to you by city larder the charcuterie specialists specializing in terrines pates and riettes City Ladder are now taking on new stockists in the build-up to Christmas. If you're interested in stocking Australia's finest charcuterie in your retail store or food service business, you can get in touch with Rebecca via the website or social media. Now, over to the show. All right, are you all comfortable? Yes, very. All good? Yeah, got my tea. Good. <laughs> Most important thing. <laughs> well, Graham, thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Rob. Can you just tell us two minutes, take two minutes and tell us a little bit about what you do and who you are? Yes. Uh, so I'm co-owner of Smithwood, which is um, a tiny, I would say the second smallest wine bar in Melbourne. Is it really? Possibly. I don't know. I'm making that up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> uh, we fit 17 people. Um, we are on um, Sith Street in Collingwood, which is our neighbourhood. We've lived, like we live 30 seconds around the corner and that's been our our home since we moved from London 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, we uh, focus on Victorian wines, so all of our wines are, are local. Um, they're all from... We actually hit the road once a month, my wife and I. We do we do Smithwood road trips. Oh, nice. And we get in the flexi car, head out, and um, find small winemakers, buy direct from them. So we've always got you know, new and interesting wines. So we do that, and then um, we're best known for grilled raclette cheese, which yeah. is you know, the ultimate uh, grilled cheese snack. It's Yeah, I still love it three years on. Yeah. Um, and it's just... it's. It's a friendly neighbourhood, low-key 
high quality but casual yeah. um, wine bar. It's yeah, over delivering, always over delivering, yes. isn't it? Definitely. Yes. And what did you do previous? Because this isn't this isn't your background, is it? No, far, 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 far from it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your background? Um, I have worked for um, uh, like more than twenty years in radio. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is this is your bread and butter. Yeah, usually on the other side <laughs> of the microphone, though. Yeah. Um, so I started off in a radio station in Perth. Um, that's where I, I I'm born in England, but grew up in Perth. Yeah. Like teenage twenties in Perth. Did five years at a radio station there as production manager and music director, and doing some on-air shifts as well. Um, then we moved to London. Well, just go all the way there. Whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> so you 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 um. How do you get into radio? Like, did you study radio? No, no. There's a pattern in my life that you'll spot later on. But um, (laughs) no, I was um, was studying computer science at university. Yeah. Not enjoying it hugely. And a friend of a friend um, wanted to go to a training, six-week training course at a radio station. But uh, he didn't want to go by himself. And he said, you know, do you want to come? You know, it should be fun. I'm like, oh. Yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And he kind of dropped out after about week three. Uh, and I started going, actually, I really enjoy this. So I stuck it out, did the course, and then just volunteered my time at a small radio station. Local radio station? Yeah, yeah. And did, you know, some on-air shifts at, you know, 11 o'clock on a Friday night when there's probably no one listening <laughs> that I was aware Hello? of. Which is probably Hello? a good thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Here's some more music I like. Um, <laughs> I did that for about a year, and then I went into walking to another a larger radio station in Perth, and said, "You know, you got anything to do?" So again, volunteering. Yeah. Uh, so volunteered for about another year, and then picked up a paid job there, and and that was pretty much it. So, yeah, awesome. And when yeah. you like production manager, did you say production manager? Yeah. So yeah. what are you like? Deciding what 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 the topics are, or is it the music? It, or how... Well, in that in that role, so as music director, so that was choosing the music that gets played on the station, you know, meeting record companies, all that kind of thing. That must have been super interesting. It was, yeah, it was, it was fascinating, um, and you know, great fun as well. Yeah, yeah. Did you meet artists? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to, and I used to like record maybe two or three interviews a week. So I'm. I'm Artists, different artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. so I met all my heroes and all that. Um, so it was great fun. Um, production manager was like more about designing the sound of the, of the station. Um, the sound being like the, the feeling, is yeah. that what you mean? Like, yeah, you, you how know, things hang together, you know, jingles. All oh, that jingles, kind of, yeah, 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 all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, Writing jingles and things? No, like record it, producing, recording them. Right, okay. um, re- producing live music, so we used to have bands come in and I'd do the... What was the production. station? What was the station? It was called RTR FM. Oh, so yeah. it was. It was originally it was a university radio station. It kind of grew out of that. Yeah. Um, Pretty big. Was it doing all it right? Was, yeah. Yeah. It's it it, it it was in a better place um, as I left. Not because I left. Yeah. 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 <laughs> than yeah, when yeah, I started yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Which of all the artists and that? Which ones? Which ones did you were, were really good? Which ones did you didn't let you down? Because they always say don't meet your heroes yes. or whatever else it is. But which one didn't? Which one was like you know? Um, um, one that you will probably know, Blur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, I remember meeting um, Graham Coxon from Blur. Yeah. Um, who shares a name with me? Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was a lovely fella. There was, it was a big rivalry. You want the Blur and Oasis? Yes, that was a huge yeah, rivalry yeah. in that like um, 90s. And I, I don't, didn't meet Oasis. I remember I did a telephone interview with did I, you? I can't remember who I spoke to. It was 
It's a bit of a blur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blur. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so it was great fun. Um, and then we moved to London um, and I spent five years. I just stumbled again, completely unplanned. I knew I wanted to work in radio there. Yeah. But the jobs I was applying for were, again, in kind of music-based radio, like Six Music and things like that. Didn't get any of the ones I wanted. Mm. And then just this job um, was advertised at the BBC World Service which I used to listen to. BBC World Service. Yeah, you know, it's I, fantastic. I had memories of, you know, as a, as a kid in Perth, listening to the BBC World Service at night, lying in bed, listening to someone standing in the middle of the bush in Africa and yeah, yeah. You know, hearing the crickets and all of that. Yeah. A very romanticised view of it. And, yeah, ended up working there and Amazing. Doing, doing that work. Like, um, Did you ever meet Attenborough or anyone? <laughs> That's what I kind of think of, do you know? The World Service is a a funny kind of... It's a world in itself away from the rest of the BBC. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, but when I was there, it was the the final years when it was in Bush House, which was this amazing building in London that, you know, had all these... World War Two stories, like the French Resistance, would broadcast from there, and it was just, it was just steeped in history. Yeah, yeah, um, that's proper history, isn't yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jesus. Yeah. So I worked in the South in the Asia Pacific language section. So I was working with people um, across, you know, about a dozen different languages. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was the token white man in the room. Um, and that must have been great, though. All them cultures and it, all that. Well, amazing. It, ama- yeah. Yeah, I never anticipated loving it as much as I did, but it was a, a real eye-opener. So how many years were you there? Five years then, yeah. yeah. Oh, because you, did you use your English passport? Is, was that the, yeah, that I'm, the, I'm English. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, dual nationality I, thing, it works a treat, doesn't it? Does, it? Yeah. yeah. So I, I worked, uh, so Asia-Pacific region and specifically South Asia. So um, I'd be based in London in Bush House and then periodically I'd go um, and do remote work. So... Um, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, you know, go out and be out in the middle of absolutely nowhere, finding a satellite dish at the sky, sitting in a field, you know, producing radio. That um, must have been unbelievable, was it? It was, yeah. It was once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, yeah. all paid for, obviously, you know. Oh, all, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Just yeah. sent on these remote places. Yeah. I see it like on the National Geographic and things where you see these photographers that are sent away to go and film some crazy animal out in some, you know, in the Amazon or something like that. And you just think, that's your fucking job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's like, unbel- but then again, on the same hand, you see the people that go out to Syria and places like this and they're getting bombed and you're like, yeah. fucking hell, that's yeah. really taking the job to the limits, isn't it? they love it. it? Oh, they love it. <laughs> and there's a, one of my favourite documentaries, I think it's on Netflix or something. And man, if I, if I wish I could remember names, the guy, the photographer, I think it was a BBC photographer, right. war, war photographer, I don't know if you, he's just fascinating, some of the situations that he found himself in and, yeah, yeah, that must have been amazing. So that was five years there, but yeah. you were 10 years in London, is that what you said? No, five years in London. Five years in yeah. London. So when you were there, you must have, you must have, the bar scene and food scene in London's off the charts. Yeah, and, and, you know, jumping on the Eurostar. Yeah, yeah, going and, to France and yeah, whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did a lot of that. So easy. Yeah. Puh. But then, but then strange things, like we never went to Spain the whole time we lived in, in London. Yeah. Um, moved back to Australia, moved to Melbourne and suddenly went to Spain one year. I went, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And like, went every year for a couple of years. Just, Where did you go in Spain? Um, all over. We really love Madrid. Yeah. Um, it's just got that kind of... In the centre, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. it's a little bit grittier. Yeah. You know, Barcelona's a bit touristy. Food everywhere was just amazing. Yeah. Um, 
The yeah. culture again, phenomenal. The yeah. age and the you know the castles as well. And yeah, we got a, we got a train one time from um, near San Sebastian. It, we, we had to go a, a couple of stops along. It didn't go direct from San Sebastian. We got it all the way from San Sebastian, which is really in the north, obviously, right near France. Yeah, and it, all the way down to Malaga, right in the south. Yeah, it just that train literally straight through the middle. It was just honestly yeah. beautiful. I loved it. That was yeah. a great trip. That one. Yeah. So yeah, we fell in love with Spain and. Kind of, we've we've done these weird trips now. Like it's any excuse to, can we go to Paris? Can we go to Spain? So we went to we went to India on holiday actually because I wanted to take my wife because she'd never been. And, yeah, I've never been. Is it great? It it is. It yeah, is. everyone. Yeah. yeah, I nearly died the first time I went, but perfect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll get the adrenaline going. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, you know, subsequently fell in love with it. Um, so yeah, one time we we went back to we went to India on holiday and but we went via London. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Double back on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just pop to London and Paris and then go to India. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was going to Spain and going to uh, Paris a lot um, kind of it just rubs off on you. Yeah, yeah. All, all that, that food culture and the wine culture and it's it's something that... Um, it's ingrained in them, isn't it? It's, it is. Yeah. It really is. You know, it's like... You know we've got we had we've got friends in Spain and and it is it's just like drop down drop down to the bar and it is you just grab a just grab a beer like with a long tall glass yeah. you know not much you don't drink much do you, do you no. know what I mean just like a long like a long beer or a glass of sangria or whatever it might be and maybe like a cheese toasty and then yeah. off you go to do something else do you know what I mean people yeah. just pop in and and it's effortless yeah and, yeah and it's not it's not, not an occasion no and they're not and and you go to places and they're, they're not trying to be. A destination, or there's no hype. It's just like you walk in, and it's quality, and it's yeah. just done simply. And you just go. Yeah. I love the TV. The TV. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, I know over here it looks a bit cheap. It does like it is, but I don't like. Yeah. For, that's what people think. I think like put the TV on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like that. The, the the football's on or whatever. It's like it's really authentic. I, yeah. I feel that's how I feel anyway. No, just remember we we bar hopped in Spain once. Uh, it was the night Eurovision was on, mm. and um, yeah, we just went from bar to bar, and everyone had Eurovision. On. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably one of the best nights we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. So that so then after that you come back to Melbourne. Came to, to Melbourne. So um, yeah, that was uh, twelve years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd been to Melbourne. Um, throughout kind of my teenage years, my sister came here for uni. Mm. Um, so I kind of visited and knew it and and just coincidentally kind of it was about the time when the kind of the laneway small bar culture started to happen in the 90s. Yeah. So the very first um, small bars. And my wife had never been and it was kind of, it was a compromise. Like we weren't going to move back to Perth. We weren't going to go from London to Perth, so it's yeah. like, hey, let's go to Melbourne. It's you know got a bit little... more happening. Yeah, yeah, and I just kind of fibbed a little bit about the beach situation in <laughs> Melbourne and and possibly the weather. <laughs> um, so yeah, we moved and moved into moved to Fitzroy. And, and um, where's your way from? Sorry, she's from Perth. From Perth. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, moved to Fitzroy, and and then I started working at the ABC, and I was at the ABC for for ten years. Immediately yeah, prior to doing opening Smithwick, yeah. so you'd never worked in hospitality. I'd done um, like kitchen hand, um, yeah. short order cook, that kind of thing. So I'd picked up. That was when I was a teenager. U- a uni, little get yeah. a few extra dollars or yeah, whatever. Yeah, knew how to use a knife. Knew you know basic about kitchen prep, all that kind of thing. Knew how to mop a floor and yeah, clean yeah. a toilet, and yeah. um, but hadn't done it since probably since I was about twenty. What? No financials, no buying, no, 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 no running, ordering, a, no. And, yeah, all these kind of no. things. But what we did, 
so I mean the the, the germination of opening the bar was and it's it's super corny. It, we were sitting in a bar in Paris and we loved it. We fell in love with the bar and said, oh, this would be our local. Yeah. If we could live in Paris, we'd come here every night, kind of thing. And yeah. over the course of that was like a three week trip. By the end of the three weeks, we talked ourselves into opening a bar. And I know, I know some people think that's not a clever idea. No, well, it's funny you should say that because I just, I was talking to Banjo last week and we were just saying, so I'm kind of like kind of contradicting myself. That's why I kind of, the angle that I want to get, yeah. I want to go with this is because I believe you shouldn't do it. I think if you don't have any experience and yeah. people do go, exactly that, what you're saying, we, um, you know, I really love bars, so I'm going to open one. Yeah. My analogy was, I really like playing about my car, I wouldn't open a car garage. That's yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of want to contradict myself to show that, that, that my, I'm not all, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm rarely right, never mind, I'm always right, but there is people that can do it and with hard work you can do it. So yeah. don't just listen to yeah. people that say you can't, but you've just got to make the right decisions. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'd recommend it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, exactly. So we'll, we'll get into that, exactly. But, but it is possible. It is possible. It is possible. Yeah. So that's where, we're, that's where I'm trying to, yeah. trying to go with it, to be totally honest with you. Um, so you, had, you did have a little bit of experience, but what made you, like, you've got this great job, all right, you've got a bit of a, pa- you know, you, you've got passion for wine, you enjoy yeah. wine, but, but you've got a great job, you obviously enjoyed it, it's a, you know, you've done all these things, what made you think, right, I'm going to pack Jack this in? Um, boredom and was frustration. It? Oh, was So it? I've been progressing, you know, you get higher in the food chain in a large organisation and you get further away from the interesting stuff. And by the time I left the ABC, I was like in a management role. I was sitting at a desk. Um, it, you know, did not float my boat. Watching I'd, the clock. Yeah, I'd walk, be walking, you know, I'd get up in the morning, I'd be happy as Larry. I'd be walking to work and I'd just be getting more and more unenthused yeah, about the day. Back like, humping over. Yeah, really yeah. Like, oh. and, and, you know, after that much time in, in an industry, you, you stop learning, you stop getting challenges. Um, you know, the, the first year I was at the ABC, I did, I went to East Timor, um, similar work to what I did at the BBC. It was exciting. Again, nearly died, that kind of thing. But <laughs> no, I hadn't nearly died for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Get them juices flowing <laughs> the, again. The thrill had gone. <laughs> um, so I knew that I wanted to do something else. Um, we hit upon this idea. Yeah. And I think because we, we both had this kind of corporate background, seriously professional we planned we planned we planned we had five years of planning for for, for, for the bar for the bar yeah so every tuesday night it was it was bar planning night for five years and we have the most comprehensive thick and rewritten business plan you've ever seen in your life (laughs) so every aspect i find this really so so tell me more like so what what's your what you're planning what you're doing what you what scenarios are you playing out uh we had pretty much had everything planned so we knew you know we knew what the menu was going to be like we knew what the pricing was going to be we did market research um we knew what our you know average spend per head was going to be and how far how close were you to being on the money in that you know in that scenario um, i guess <laughs> pretty spot on was, well yeah yeah we oh, took we, we we floated it past a couple of like, we had some really good um help from um some people who were in the industry like yeah. we, we, we'd written it all everything was planned we had the budget and everything and we just said what do you think of this and they looked at it and went yeah yeah that's that's pretty good yeah, so um, about the, on, the only thing that 
there's probably two things that we didn't have spot on. Yeah. Uh, one was we've ended up, we sell probably about three times as much food as we anticipated. Yeah. So we thought we'd, there'd be a bigger focus on wine than on food. So what, what would you say is now split? Um, well, pretty much everyone who comes in eats. Eats. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, which is not necessarily what we'd anticipated. Yeah. Um, is that, are, you, are you happy with that? You like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's, it has mean, does mean there's a, a little bit more work for me because yeah. I'm prepping and cooking it. and yeah. everything. Um, but Do you think you would get more... Do you think you get more sales excluding the uh, the food but people sit in a bit longer maybe yeah. get that second drink third drink something to start something to finish yeah. kind of thing it's it, yes yeah, definitely and, it, and it's one it's probably you know it's that difference between culture here and the european culture that originally inspired us yeah like more people do come in they want to sit down and they want to you know, have a meal kind of thing yeah we don't we're not a restaurant no steak we, or anything yeah, like that yeah, is yeah we it? don't yeah. do three courses yeah but people definitely want to come in and have you know lots of plates of things yeah you still get food you can still have a good feed yeah yeah yeah, yeah for yeah, sure 100%. yeah definitely well, yeah people come in for dinner it's just it's just not uh traditional yeah you couldn't say tapas because that would be you know everyone oh it's tapas but it's just like small plates isn't yeah. it small plates yeah. is, is kind of yeah. what you put it yeah, yeah yeah for sure so that that was one thing that was different and the other thing that was slightly more critical critically important was um we over anticipated our um initial footfall like you people. thought you thought you'd be busier we thought we'd be busier we thought you know we had a plan and we thought okay day one we're gonna have this many people in and, yeah. and that's how it'll be forever and we didn't anticipate that oh no you've actually got to build that up and we yeah we got thrown a bit of a curveball because we were in um broadsheet like the day before we opened which is so you you open the doors and it's rammed yeah and it was like and that for a couple, a of weeks, couple of weeks and we we're going oh wow. this is easy yeah how easy is Put this? My feet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking for a new site. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah um, for sure. And then, and then that initial crowd move on to the next new thing, and suddenly it went quiet because they are. Like, the reality is, it, it, then people that do read the articles are, are literally following that kind of thing. Yeah. They have a, some of them. We've seen them. The, when we had the shop, they come in and they've got a book and they're, yeah. and they're ticking these places off that like that. Um, what they call journalists or what critics are going yeah. to, yeah. and they just literally follow them around, and they've got like a core following that go there and eat what they re- recommend, and the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and then once they write a new article or whatever, you're like dropped, like yeah. a fucking hot hot cake or whatever. Yeah. you know, and then you've got to start building your own regulars, right? Yeah. and your own community and 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 building them relationships. Yeah. And that, that's the hard bit. So yeah. it was like, it was a month of, of hey. This, Honeymoon period. Yeah, this is easy. And then kind of 12 months of hard slog and, and like going, okay, got to knuckle down and. Were you panicking? No, that's, no. no. We, um, like we, we were scratching our heads for a long time. Wondering going, what's going on. Yeah, going, oh, why, why isn't, why isn't it as busy as we think it should be? Um, because I guess you analyze everything, the food. It's good. You've got to be true yeah. for yourself. You've got to be true to yourself. And it is, it's yeah. good. So you know that's good. And people yeah. are saying it's good. Yeah, people are enjoying it, are enjoying it. The plates are empty. Yeah. People are raving about yeah. it. Yeah. And you've been to France and you've been to Spain and you've been to these places. And, and you know yourself, you've got taste buds yourself. You taste it. And if you're true to yourself and you go, no, this is good. Like, yeah. I know it's good. I'm not trying to con myself. This is this is pretty good. It's yeah. not a, you know, we're not breaking any fucking major records, but it tastes good. And it's in a, a nice environment. 
If everything's good, then you're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So it was it was like that for a little while. Yeah. And 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 it was also kind of it's like you're looking at the books and you're going, we need if we had ten more people in this week. Yeah. You know, if ten more people. Yeah, yeah. which is fuck all, is it? Let's it be is. honest, it's it ten is. people. You yeah. know, like. And it's, so you're like we're going along like that for a long time, going okay. You, know, this, you don't have to answer this. Did you have, did you have money in the bank? Did you had you made yourself a bit of a, a nest egg? We so, had so that was the part of that five years of was planning was saving as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. So we said we're not going to open owing money. We're going to yeah. finance it all Yourselves. ourselves. Yeah, that's what we did as well. Um, we did a, when it got to the point where we knew we were we were ready to go, kind of thing. We were still a little bit short. We did speak to one bank and they said, no. Yeah, the, the cockheads. Yeah. yeah. So you could, we'll lend it to you if you want to go on holiday or if you want to buy a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. It, but, it's horrible. The real, yeah, same yeah. thing. Same thing for us. Horrible. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, we made sure, A, we didn't owe anybody and B, we had uh, a little bit in the bank. So if you had quiet weeks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, you know, when people come in now and they say, you know, what's your tips? that second bit especially is make sure you're open and with money in the bank and anticipate that you're not going to make any money for you know the first year or something yeah, yeah so for you sure. can you just be bills. happy to take a little bit of a wage yeah if you can yeah. uh, pay everything and and, and that's yeah. it and you know that the first few years is like that that's what yeah. i found anyway yeah. man we were fucking close to the wire a few times yeah. it's not easy and we and because again because of that that kind of formal corporate background because we're not traditional hospitality and I'm not slagging off people in hospitality but you know we've never missed a bill yeah 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 our staff always get paid on time they're all paid above award you know everything's done by the book yeah and we've always prioritized that definitely so, we're the same yeah yeah and and the horror stories that you hear like from you know our staff who work in other places and then you just yeah. come back tomorrow yeah. oh, i've heard stories i've heard stories where chefs that go to a guy and they'll say right okay here's your money it's like you know 200 quid or whatever he goes well there's 100 140 but i've got a leather jacket here there's a leather, <laughs> a leather jacket send this he goes I don't, want, I don't want a leather jacket. Like, yeah, but the leather jacket's worth 100 quid. I'm giving it to you for six. Eight. No, no, no. I just oh, want my money. I don't want no yeah. fucking shit cheap leather jacket. Just give me my money. He's like, oh, I'll give you the rest tomorrow. It's like, what you on about? I'll give you the rest tomorrow. Yeah. I want my wages. So we were, we were oblivious to that side yeah, of yeah, hospitality. Yeah. And I remember like setting up initially with suppliers and going, oh, why won't they give us credit? Straight away, you know, it's like, yeah, COD yeah. first one or yeah, whatever, yeah. Cu- first couple, and then and, that, and then kind of you, you slowly you hear more of this story. And you go, okay, yeah, it's it it can be quite a ropey industry. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. especially the credit thing. Yeah, 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 credit. You know, it's great. We're the ones giving out credit, so it's fuck. It's a nightmare. <laughs> the credit thing. You know, it, it's great when you're getting big credit and giving small credit. You know, but yeah, yeah, crazy. So yeah, so you had to learn a lot of these things on the yeah. on the on the bounce, as I would say. And again, like I was like you're saying, yeah, you know, I said boredom and things were, yeah. were triggers. Yeah, you know, from from the moment we started to do this, even in the planning stages, it, everything was new, and I think yeah, that was yeah. one of the appeal. It's like every, exciting. Yeah, everything is new. You know, yeah. um, I haven't. I've never done any of this before. 
you know, cutting, you know, doing the plumbing and chipping tiles off the wall before we opened. Were and, you handy at all? Uh, I did a lot. We did a lot of it. Yeah, but were yeah. you handy before that? Oh, no, and, no, 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 me no. neither. Same, no. same. First time I bought a drill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you soon start getting involved, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, touch wood, most of the things that are screwed to the wall have stayed up. Stayed up, up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was it? Well, I forgot what was saying there. Um, what were we saying when you said that? Uh, how did we start that off? You just repeated it there about being bored, or oh yeah, 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 that's, yeah exactly. So when you when you are learning again, it is it, like being an apprentice. I say it over and over again. It's so exciting, you yeah. know. And, and I can't believe it. As if this is as if for you it must have been even more crazy that as if this world even exists. Mm. It's like a whole different world, you know. It's a nighttime world. It's like. You know, it's a weekend world from coming from corporate. Yeah. I know you work later in that, but it's alive. That's when the hospitality industry is alive in yeah. the, at night time. It doesn't start kicking off till seven, eight o'clock or whatever. And yeah. then it starts getting, you know, that's normally when you'll be normally getting your cocoa or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Getting ready for, for, the ne- for the next day, which is me now, to be totally honest. But it is literally another world, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah it's, in- it's, it's fascinating when you're learning. How important was the location? Um... <sighs> Well, we we always wanted it to be like a neighbourhood bar. Yeah. So it made sense for it to be in our neighbourhood. Yeah. And because you knew your friend, your fr- people yeah, there, and just going people in, on the street, yeah, and, so on the street. Yeah. yeah. Um, having said that, the neighbourhood has changed in you know the eight years since we started planning to to yeah. to, to, to today. Initially, we did also look at, we wanted to be on a back street, you know, we wanted to be really subtle and hidden, and thank God we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no one could find us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you so, need a marketing budget through the roof if you're going to do that, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you need, with hindsight, we know, you, know, you need reputation as well. Yeah. You see, you can't open cold and not have a little bit of, you know, passing foot traffic. Yeah. Um, Sorry, just really quickly, how much of that do you think, how much, say you do 50 covers in a night, let's just yeah. say for instance, out of them 50, how many of them do you think are just passing by and just dropping? For for us, um, not many. Yeah. Uh, we're on a quiet bit of Smith Street, so... Uh, it's, it's the bottom end, would you say the bottom end, do you say the bottom, or top yeah, end? Uh, bottom, bottom it would end. be, geographically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so just past Gertrude. Yeah. Um, so we the foot traffic just dies pretty much at Gertrude Street so people to hang a left is yeah, it there? yeah yeah um there wouldn't be a day that we don't trade where someone doesn't say oh are you are you new <laughs> so even people who live on the street yeah, still yeah. come in and say oh we live three doors up <laughs> when did you open it's like three years ago um <laughs> so yeah for, for a well-known street we get very little kind of uh, spontaneous trade so I, I would say maybe 15% on oh, the yeah, night. Okay. And yeah. the rest is, um, it's repeats. It's people bringing other people back. Uh, yeah. That, oh, that, just, that is probably our biggest growth. Word of mouth, isn't it? Yeah. The best marketing yeah. in the world, yeah. for sure. Had a group in on Saturday night. Um, one person had been before, wanted to bring all of her friends in. So a group of eight come in. And they all love it. Like, yeah. they all people, bring- people need to do that. Like, if people go to somewhere, I, I always do it because I'm great. But I'm saying, like, um, if you do go somewhere and you do enjoy it, you should, you know, shout it from the rooftops. Let everyone yeah. know. Let your mates know. Don't keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, 
if you stood around having a coffee, say, tell let, let people know that this wine bar is really cool. You should mm. go. It's really nice. Everyone's really friendly or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So people just forget, oh, what did I do at the weekend? I can't remember. You know, I, I, if you go for good pizza or you, or whatever else, you should be telling yeah. people that. That's what I think. Yeah. You know, word yeah. of mouth is fantastic. And it's lovely. Like, we get some people who come in and I, I can hear them explaining everything to the new person they've brought in. Like, they've been here a few times. And I can, like, I've got nothing left to say because they've done the whole spiel. Yeah, yeah. It's like They're they, proud of it. Yeah, they, they baked all the bread themselves. And that's the raclette grill at the end of the bar. And all the wines are Victorian. And they go out and find the wines. Yeah, and which is awesome. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, yeah. It's better them telling them than you, I reckon. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's, it's a stamp of approval if your mm. mate thinks it. And that, that thing, again, if... People find somewhere and they almost feel like this is like taking them to their little gem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Then, then that's a, that's a great thing. So, but location, going back to that, was was more. Um, you want to be in your area. You yes. want to be yeah. So yeah. We'd actually stagger the, home. Easy to get home after so too many wines. Yes. <laughs> For um, sure. And the venue itself, like we'd gone in. It had been. A, it was a cafe before us, and we'd gone in about um, like maybe two years prior to when we took over and sat in that space and kind of gone, oh, this this would be perfect. This mm. is like the perfect size and it's got the bones and all that kind of thing. So it had always been on our radar. Yeah. And then one morning um, I was looking, I can't remember what I was looking for. I was looking for something on Gumtree and I just like, I was in Collingwood things on Gumtree and the venue came up on Gumtree. So you were looking for sites on, on Gumtree? No, 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 I was, no. I was looking, I can't remember what it was, yeah, shop, so, you know, yeah, bucket yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, remember saying to my wife, I said, storm in a teacups on Gumtree and, and we can afford it. Yeah, perfect. And it was, so yeah, it was, yeah. It That's was, great. It was fate. So what, what, what was your process? I know you, you've stumbled across that, which is exactly what you wanted, but were you looking at like um, commercial venues or what was the process? Were you, were you well, at that point? We, we, yeah, we kind of ticked over to the point where the, there was a few other places that I'd had my eye on yeah. that kind of came and went and, and I kind of went, oh, really got to bite the bullet. And as I say, we, we probably, we, we were maybe a couple of months off actually being totally ready. But yeah. when this place came up, it yeah. was like, okay, this is on our, this is our top three venues that yeah. we always said. What, what was, what was on your, um, what was, what were the categories? Like it had to be a certain size or small, you know, small, small. you wanted it small, like small and local, um, small and local. And then, didn't have to have a kitchen, did it? Um, no, but that was a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, we financially probably would have been a bit tight if we'd had to fit it all out entirely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. with this place, it had like the, it had the plumbing and the bare bones and, and the structure of the bar and everything. So we just gutted everything else out and yeah. and kind of redecorated and put new, you know built new furniture, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we always knew that we wanted it to be as, as small as was viable, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you got the right spot? Yes. You do? You're yeah. happy with it? Yeah, very happy. Yeah. I was going to say, what was the inspiration? But would you say it, it is the, the, the France and Spain? Is that it? France yeah. and Spain? Is that what you'd like to think? Yeah. Um, it's, it was, you know, it was that initial bar um, uh, called Patache in Paris. And then it was a lot of places in Madrid, um, predominantly popular, you know, um, 
run by old men in bow ties and yeah you know and that you get that feel that it's the family business yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah. um we really like that and the, the kind of the, the simple food side of it was very much inspired by you know places in madrid um you know that everything gets prepped behind the bar and yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's like it's the most in your face intimate open kitchen that you can possibly yeah, get. You're yeah, you're there, aren't you? You can feel people's breath on the back yeah. of your neck as you're yeah. preparing food and you turn around yeah. and here it is. Yeah. <laughs> and is that, again, is that why you go with the Victorian wine? Because you only serve Victorian we wines. Do, yes. And beer, is it only Victorian beer or just not Victorian wine? Uh, it's, no, it's Victorian beer. So the beer. only thing that, um, beverage-wise, that's not Victorian is Campari and Portuguese white port. Yeah. And everything else, the vermouth, gins, whiskies, um, the beer, um, yeah, it's all local. And, and is that is that inspired by that? Because it, again, in in more like the smaller places in in Spain and France, and that they only use their regionals. A lot of them only, not all only, but they use a lot of the regional stuff. They keep it in house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. In 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 Europe, it was more in it was more because, um, when we first started, we really enjoyed meeting the producers. Yeah. Um, and we did in our very first week. Uh, we did have wines from Canberra and from South Australia because yeah. we'd been there. and then, But then it got to the point, like, we've sold those, we need to order more, but we want to meet the makers. So within, like, a couple of weeks, we went, okay, the, the only way, if we're going to stick to that, yeah, the only way we can do it is if it's local. If yeah, because you can't be doing big drives. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that very quickly morphed. And it, and it also then tied in, like, the raclette cheese that we use is Victorian. Yeah. And it's made by a French guy down in Geelong. Yeah. Um, oh, what's he What's he called? Uh, uh, Latizan. Yeah, yeah, he's class. Yeah, yeah. He's it's a top a, bloke. It's an amazing cheese. Yeah. Um. So, and then that just kind of fell in, like, the whole, it's doing a European thing, but with local produce. Yeah. Um. And the, you know the, the bread's as local as you can get. It's it's cold. a great point of difference as well. It's funny. You should, I think we've I think we've had this conversation before. But we used to run a pop up restaurant called the Drifters Table back in the day, like ages ago. But that we stuck with that. We we went along that theme as well of only Victorian wines. Yeah. Didn't do the beers, but we we did just the Victorian wines. And it, it, I think it's just a good point of difference. I think it's. There's enough here, bloody yeah, hell. There's yeah. everything you you could want here, isn't there? You yeah. know, from sparkling, red, white, dessert, the whole kit and yeah. caboodle is here. So, yeah, you might as And I like that. I like the way that it's like um, keeping it, yeah, just keeping it local and being true to that and yeah. then meeting the... You can tell the story a lot better. It's And it's a lot easier to sell if you've actually been there and you can... You know, you know the 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 the, the vineyard. It's been picked. Yeah. The, the grapes are been grown in, and you know the maker, and you can really deliver that story really well. It's really, yeah. it's a lot more. You can do it with a lot more conviction. Do you not think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're also. It sounds cheesy, but they're also all really nice people. Like they're a pleasure to meet. We haven't yeah, yeah. we haven't met a grumpy, bad tempered winemaker. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah, yeah. How could you? Like you go to a winery. <laughs> I love wineries. Like. One of my favourite things is to go, just to be around it. It's so, mm. it's, I think it's like being near a river. Like I find being near a river really relaxing. Not if it was like fucking, no, not like a tsunami or something, but I'm just saying like a nice river, it, just a nice feeling. Yeah. And I feel like, I guess like, like being around nature, things growing. I don't know, it just gives a nice, a nice vibe, you know, and being in a winery, I couldn't imagine how you could get too angry being in yeah. a winery. And a certain, there's these beautiful smells. Like we were in, um, we were in the Alpine Valleys 
two weeks ago. Yeah. And you know, like going into someone's barrel room and you just get that smell of wood and, and you know, old wine splashed on the floor and it's just yeah, it's yeah, a really yeah, distinctive yeah. smell and, you know, they'll open up a vat. And, and you, you taste know. it, you can taste it straight from it, well, isn't yeah, that? Yeah, and smell like, yeah, it's smelling like what's going to go in the bottle in a couple of months' time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like I say, everyone's just delightful and they all... There's, there's not much competition. Like you go, we'll go to somewhere and try their wines, and they'll say, "Where else are you going? Mm. You, go, you should go up the road. You should go see Mick. Such and such. He yeah, does a great. Yeah, yeah. You know, his Shiraz is better than mine. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. It's, it, no, that is great. That, like the community, right? Yeah, yeah. I love. You know, I've got to be totally honest. I love going wine tasting and doing all the, all, all that. But we do always end up just basically going to Mornington and the Yarra. Yeah, going to the we always go to Mornington and and um, Yarra Valley. We mm. need to get out more, to be honest. Yeah. Well, where, where where do you like? They're the biggest out around here. I think they the are, and and because of exactly what you said, they're like the two regions that we've had the least wine from. So I think we've had mm, one Mornington wine and maybe yeah. two Yarra Valley wines. Wow. So. Um, yeah, we like to go further afield because then we find places that no one's heard of. Yeah, um, yeah. So where should, where would you recommend people go in Victoria? Um, well, where we just were was amazing, Alpine Valley, so around Alpine. Port Punker and Bright. Um, yeah. All amazing Italian varietals that you don't get anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, um, We yeah. came back with stuff that even we've never heard of. Um, yeah. Got Vespolina. <laughs> Beautiful light red, uh, Rufosco, another light red, and it's you know there's people they're growing like a couple of rows of something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is not much. Yeah. So a lot of most, well, all of the winemakers we deal with, they are tiny producers. You know, they, yeah, yeah. they might be making fifty dozen. There was one we went to um, who made twelve cases of riesling. It's like hardly worth putting a label on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. because of that size. They're not. They don't have distributors. They're not coming into Melbourne. No, they're selling to. So how do you find them? A bit of online research initially. Right, okay. Yeah. So um, and then a bit of word of mouth. And like I say, once you get into a region. Yeah, 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 yeah. People someone will, will put you on to someone. Yeah. So these people, what would how would they normally sell their wine? These people. Um, usually to like a mailing list. All oh, right. Okay. The Literally, local... just the, yeah. they make it, they sell it, and that's it. There's no, yeah, yeah no yeah. restaurants or anything. Some, some of them will Direct. do to like a yeah to a local restaurant. Yeah, local restaurant. Like we went, yeah, yeah. To, we went to one out in East Gippsland, around Bansdale, and and um, I remember saying to him, so you know. Are you available many places? Because I always like to double check. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want, you're, you want to be again point of difference yeah. and all the rest of it. And he goes, yeah. oh yeah, we're in heaps. Of, we're in about fifty restaurants. And I went, oh, okay. And then he started reeling them off, and it's like it's the fifty closest restaurants that are happen to be four hours away from Melbourne. It's yeah, like, that's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. That's all good. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, a, a lot of them don't have cellar doors. Um, they just because you're buying it, they'll let you come and get yeah. it. And will you literally put it in the back of your car when you're there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, so we sit That's in their amazing. kitchens or their sheds or, you know, wherever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's, the wine is, like, we're, we're buying it because it's quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, above all. But, yeah, to, to go and find some bloke out in the middle of nowhere who's just making this stunning wine yeah. that no one else ever, ever gets to taste beyond his, you know, the same mailing list every year yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. we bring it back to Melbourne. Which is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. we are like a little kind of, we sometimes do like the unofficial tourism Victoria yeah, yeah, shop yeah. for wine. Well, that's good. Yeah. And we have no. regulars in now who, who plan their weekends away 
according to like what wine regions we've been to. Oh, and the, so they'll come in, have a thing, they'll taste yeah. it, and then you yeah. and say, and go where you you recommend. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, yeah, and we get you know get nice emails from winemakers saying, oh, we had these people rock up the other day. They said they'd had uh, wine at your bar, and and that's great for yeah. them building relationships, right? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's you know like just to be to be bringing that back for people. You know, mm. how can I explain? How can I say it properly? It's like. It's not like you're doing anyone a favour, but you, you're putting your own time to share what you think's good, isn't it? Do you know, yeah. And I guess that's what a restaurant's about, is like, this is what I think's good, you try it and you let yeah. me know what you think. I guess that's the whole premise of a restaurant, really. Yeah. And, I, and it probably, again, comes back to the little bit of our naivety of not being from the industry. Yeah. Is, you know, if you were setting somewhere up, you probably wouldn't plan for your wine procurement process to be getting in the flexi car once a month and driving four hours to a random winemaker. Yeah, yeah. you'd have accounts, wouldn't you? You'd go to where everyone else goes, probably. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's a little bit random. It's very time-consuming. Yeah. You know, it's like an eight-hour round trip to get a... hopefully get a good wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, that's that kind of naivety of this is not necessarily how you, how you do it. It's also a lifestyle, isn't it? Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's also like... It's part the wine bar is part of you. Yes. It's an extension of you. This is what you love to do. You love yes. to try wine. You yeah. love to and it's just an expression of you, really. That's and that's yeah. When you're owner operator, that's you know, and that's what you're hoping the customers buy into, right? Yeah. And that's why they come back. Yeah. And it's but it's totally genuine and Yeah, of yeah, course it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like yeah, well you yeah, for, oh, fucking hell, yeah, for sure. You wouldn't drive eight hours, would you, round trip? <laughs> If it wasn't genuine, like, we'll just pretend we did this or whatever. No, no, for sure. It's definitely genuine. Yeah. So which are the really good winemakers? Who have you thought they really stand out? Oh, we've probably had about, I haven't done a count for a while, but we've probably yeah. had about 150 different Bloody Victorian hell. winemakers yeah. on our list in, in the nearly three years we've been open. So it's really hard to, to single, single out. Anyone. out. Yeah. Um, do you keep a log and then go back and try different years and, sit, and and these kind of things, or do you just try to try and change it all the time, or sit, get different suggestions, varieties? It's a bit of both. Yeah. So the ones that um, uh, that really stand out in your mind, you do go back to. It yeah. also it's it depends a little bit on the winemaker themselves how yeah. proactive they are. Yeah, a yeah. lot of them because they're not used to doing this. Um, you know, you never hear from them again, and you, you give them a poke. <laughs> every year going have you got the new vintage and, yeah and um so some of them are, are a little bit more together and, and you know they'll say we're coming into town next week do you want me to bring anything yeah and once because we've made that initial connection we've we've gone out to their place yeah you know they know that we're genuine and and so then they maintain the relationship so some of some we've had on you know every vintage every year for three years yeah some fall by the wayside some you just completely forget about. Of course. And, and yeah, as you say, yeah, keeping a, a register of it might be a good yeah. idea that I'll do one day. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited to see new, to, to see new, um, new releases? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can remember what it tasted like, you know, in, what is it, 2016 or 2014 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then oh, 2015's out and 20, you know, oh, yeah. it was this year, it was wetter, it was hotter, it was whatever. Yeah. And because, because unlike larger, more commercial wineries where they're going for consistency, they, yeah. you know, they're blending and they're doing whatever it takes to have, you know, 
it every time same. you open every, that yeah. bottle, it's exactly the yeah. same. Yeah, the you know the, the the variation from vintage to vintage can be enormous with yeah. a lot of our growers. I've got straight after this, I've got um, a winemaker coming into the shop who we visited about two years ago um, with a new vintage of Riesling for me to try and. Yeah, it it is exciting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm sure it's going to be great because everything they make is great. Yeah. But um, how it will compare to their previous vintage, I don't know. Yeah. They were wonderful. Like we went to see them in the Macedon Ranges, as I say, two years ago because I'd read online that they um, made Riesling and Gamay. Yeah. Um, when Riesling's we... not that popular in in Victoria, is it? It's. Is it? Yeah. It's, correct me. Is it? Yeah. yeah it's, it it's not. It's not one of the biggest. It's not Clare Valley, is it? No. No, yeah. um, I thought it was quite Chardonnay, right? It was quite a lot of, again because I'm I got Mornington and Yarra quite a lot. Yeah. It's always Chardonnay, Pinot and, and Chardonnay, Pinot and Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. we actually, and we do try and seek out like that's probably why we go to places like Beechworth and Alpine Valleys and King Valley, and because they are working with different more you know rarer yeah. varieties. Interesting, that's yeah. It, yeah. But this one in Macedon, yeah, we went there because it said that they grow Riesling, make Riesling and Gamay, and when we got there, they said. Ah, yeah, we've planted Riesling and Gamay. <laughs> it might be a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And good on them, like two years later, got a phone call saying, oh, you know that Riesling that you're interested in? It's We've got the first vintage, it's ready. Do you want, oh, can beautiful. We, can we bring it in for you to taste? And, and they brought it in and it was great. And that was the very first ever... That was their first vintage, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's, again, yeah. that's something that you, your customers are going to get. This is the very first, you know, like in 50 years' time. They, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They can follow the growth of that winery. and yeah. It's very interesting. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned, would you say? Oh, um, it's, I mean, the whole thing's been a learning process. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Um Expect the unexpected. Nothing can be predicted. Yeah. Um, like every day is different. Yeah. So I think, again, you know, because of our background, we went into things in a very structured way and that's not how, you know, hospitality plays yeah, out. Yeah, you've got to roll with the punches, yeah. don't you? Yeah. 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 So um, I think, yeah, being flexible in that way, not taking it everything too personally. Definitely. Like if you have a quiet night, it's, like it's not a, you. It's not you. Yeah, yeah. But if you have a busy night, it's you. you yeah, know. yeah. Um. <laughs> but again, not taking things personally. I think that's also feedback as well. Yeah. You know, don't don't get your your, your back up if someone says they didn't enjoy it. Analyze yeah. it, see what they say, and take it on board. And some people are just you can think, well, it wasn't for them. But something some people might actually have a, a genuine point that, and you might go, actually, we could improve that by doing this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What are some of the biggest improvements you think you've made over the last couple of years? Um, I'm oh. trying to think. Do you think the services got better? Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, yeah. I was telling you about you know how we we, we had broadsheet in our opening week and I had a guy come in about um he's a winemaker that's right he came in about six months ago and he said oh yeah I came in here in your first week it was chaos wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it was actually like the order of service yeah I mean we we had everything planned yeah like of course you did did. (laughs) everything was planned um but actually then implementing it like you know doors open on the first night and and you know you're full you've got a crowd queued out the door and 
yeah, that was chaos. <laughs> so, uh, but now I look back, you know, what would have been a chaotic night for us three years ago is now just, it's just a steady Cruising. night. Yeah, you yeah, just float yeah. through it kind of thing. Yeah. What um, about efficiency? Have you, have, you, have you got a more efficient staff-wise? Or we've, So yeah. we all do everything pretty yeah. much, you know. Um, I'm, I'm in there washing dishes, um, you know, polishing glasses. It's, it's that hands-on. Yeah. But I, I still love every single... I was going to say, you're, you're smiling about <laughs> it. it, it do, you, do you feel like it was the right move leaving the, the corporate world? Yeah, I, I wake up with a spring in my step every day. You yeah. Know. What about the nights and things? All good? Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a nighttime Night person. person anyway. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, probably I get up at 10, which is a nice, yeah, nice yeah. start to the day. So, yeah, if I'm there mopping the toilet at 1am. It's no problem. Yeah. That's, you know, three years on, I'm still cleaning the toilet. Yeah, I yeah. probably should find someone else to do, to yeah, do that yeah. at some point, but... Yeah, I get it, though. If it's your bait, you know, it's nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, I always look at it, a job's a job. I do the toilets at our place all the time, man. It's like, yeah. it's a, I don't, I honestly genuinely don't give a fuck what I'm doing. I really, really don't. A job's a job for me. Yeah. You know? Do you know what I mean? If it's picking parsley or portioning this or, you know, there's no good job or bad job. It, it just, let's just get them done and let's, you yeah. know, let's get them done and let's get home. That's my, <laughs> view. That's my, that's my view. Let's get this job done and get home. I love, I love, yeah, I love to get home. What advice would you give to someone who is looking to, um, A, to open, open a wine bar or a bar, food bar, mm. but B, someone that's maybe in a corporate world. Cause you hear so many people who are up sad in corporate worlds. Like, it's quite funny being in the hospitality business. Like, no one's really that sad about being in the hospital. They're maybe no. a bit like, oh, a bit beaten up, a bit worn down, but they don't like hate it. You know, like they still love the the environment and they yeah. still love it. But it's like, it's because because your main your, your purpose is to make people happy. Yeah, and I think that rubs off. Like, you want people to leave your premises feeling better than when they arrived. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a so. Goal, it's, it? it's about making people feel good and feel happy. And, I, yeah, I think that really rubs off on you, like, you know. You, yeah, the joy of giving. Yeah. It's nicer to give than to receiving it, like, presents yeah. and things. You know, I yeah. guess it is a bit like that. Depends on the present. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, well, I prefer that. Maybe, that, <laughs> maybe that's in your personality. That's why you like the hospitality industry, because you do enjoy gi- giving more than you, you, you care that much about receiving, I think. That might be part of it. Yeah, I'll let, yeah you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's, I, I feel that. So what, what would you say to people that are, maybe are unhappy in the, in the job and they are thinking about doing this plan? Plan, plan, plan. Save plan. your money. Plan. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I do about a seventy-hour week. Yeah. Um, so I'd say you know be be prepared to long hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, I look back on the time when I was doing a, a thirty-five-hour week at a keyboard and having yeah. a nice hour off for lunch and no sore feet, <laughs> no blisters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you've got to you've got to have the stamina and and you know the to work those hours and mm. and also as a saint you got to be prepared to get your hands dirty and there's no it's not easy yeah yeah, yeah don't underestimate how hard difficult. it is yeah, yeah 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 which people can yeah for sure but it, 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 it definitely isn't it's a um and, and have a reason to do it like you know have it have a, have something unique like don't yeah. don't just open another something that there's 10 of on the same street can't you know have something that's unique that's that's that you're genuinely passionate about yeah um you see like we feel like old timers now we've we've 
we're just about to have our third birthday. And in that time, a number of places around us sort of opened and closed. Have and you, opened have again you and closed really, again. seriously? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, Wine bars or uh, cafes? Restaurants, restaurants and cafes, yeah. yeah. Um, and you just... Bloody hell. You yeah. know, I look at that and I've seen that as well. Not as much as that, to be honest. But I just think, you know, that's someone's dreams, you know. Yeah. You, I never laugh at someone feeling, no, you know, it's just not funny. Like, I feel like, you know, you probably, maybe unlucky circumstances, you know, I, mm. don't, I don't know what. It, that was probably someone's dream and then all of a sudden it's just, it, they've worked, they've maybe put a lot of money in it, the savings. You hear about these stories where yeah. people put their life savings in it and you're thinking, what the fuck you said putting all that money in for when, with a bit of good advice, it probably wouldn't work, you know, like yeah. you say. If so, you, yeah, it's crazy. I think people who are doing well are people who do fit outs. Cause it's, <laughs> oh, here again? Yeah. <laughs> I just did this. Yeah. Like, it's fucking brand new. There's probably, there's probably about four places right near us that are currently um, like having the guts ripped out and someone, you know, something new going in. And, and it probably like, just got done a couple yeah, of years ago or something. Yeah, Jesus. So. What about the recycling? I know that shit's getting recycled. What's so what? What can you see like long term, future wise? Because you can't keep doing seventy hours a week forever. Really, no. do you know what I mean? So, would you look to get another site, or would you look to get a manager, or would you look to? I think. Well, this this year was supposed to be about like reconciling everything, and you know, as things were ticking over, it was going to be about you know, yeah, improving my hours, lifestyle kind of yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. As it turns out, we just have kept getting busier and busier so that whole plan's just gone out the window until yeah. next year now because um, suddenly I'm having to make twice as much bread and yeah, you know, yeah. pickle twice as much and all of that kind of thing yeah. but yeah probably it is long term it is wind back my hours slightly put a manager in is that what you're thinking to, to a degree it's it's not the because it was a lifestyle change yeah and because I do love you still want to be that. there. Yeah, I, I can't, yeah, yeah. can't imagine there being... Like, Not going there for three days and just getting an email saying, oh, it's been a great night tonight, game. Yeah. We loved it. We did 37 covers and we did this. Thank you very much. You know, yeah. that's, that's not for me either. And we're so small, like, you know, people come in and they want to chat and they expect you to be there. And, yeah. and I like having those chats. You know, we've got regulars. I've got a couple who live in Camberwell who drive to us twice a week. Yeah, beautiful. And... You know, if they don't come in one of those nights, you go, oh, I wonder what's happened to them. Yeah. They're all right. <laughs> um, Is but... it old? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I can't imagine the time when I wouldn't be very hands-on. Uh, probably I want to free up a bit more time because there are other things I would like to expand on in there, like food-wise, um, and you need a bit more time. I've, if I showed you my notes... Um, of I've got you know eight thousand ideas of dishes I want to make. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time to even. Start. Do you, you, you do you think you'd concentrate more on the food? Is that what you, is that what you're saying? Um, possibly. Yeah, yeah it, it, I get a real buzz out of it, and you know, at the moment, it's pretty straightforward stuff that we do. Um, you know, like we bake our own sourdough every day from scratch. It's our own starter. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, Pickle, fermenting. You, yeah, you were yeah. the first ones on, uh, that were that was fermenting that I yeah. knew, or that were fermenting. I won't don't say commercially, but you know that you when everyone else was pickling, you were fermenting. Yeah, yeah. And so, so at the moment, it's kind of I do as much as I can. Um, I would like to do more. So if, you know, if I got a few extra hours free in my day, yeah, that's probably 
where I would put the focus. Yeah, it wouldn't be sell at home. No. It'd still be <laughs> improving, still yeah. trying to improve. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But the, have you always been interested in cooking? Yeah. 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 Always. Um, and much to my wife's frustration, I'm, I'm kind of... She she is a great kind of one-pot cook, you know. Um, I'm more of a every-pot cook. Right, so okay, if, yeah. if I can... Yeah, I, I, if I can spend three hours reducing something down and then do that all again, and yeah, 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 you, know, you like that? Uh, that's what I'll do. I can spend five hours making dinner at home. Bloody hell! You know, last you know, last night I made a very simple dish, but it's like I like making my pasta from scratch, so yeah. fresh egg pasta and that kind of stuff. So uh, I've always loved it. Um, so to be able to do it as your job and yeah and in our space it's as i say like people are breathing down your neck yeah it's challenging yeah but you make it you turn around you serve it um instant feedback isn't instant it? feedback they're yeah. a meter away it's very yeah, hard to, yeah. to hide if they don't like it which... the, the thing you've got to take your half for you as well is that like like you say it is tight it's hard it, you know it's small you're doing everything yourself it would be easy to just buy par baked bread, wouldn't it? Yeah. How easy would it be? You just get a box, you know, get it delivered. Every, or you can probably get it on from the bakery on the way ho- on the way to work. Yeah. Par baked, just flash it in the oven. Jobs are good, and do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. To actually do it yourself and, and have care over it, you know, it, it, it's good for you. It's a, it's, a fucking, yeah. it's a great it's a great thing for sure. Again, it's another one of those things where you know, without coming into it cold, without the experience, if you said, okay, that's gonna you know, be two hours a day of your day is going to be dedicated to bread, then you might go, oh, maybe I should buy it in. <laughs> but because I like, no, I think we should really make our own bread. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to do sure. it. I don't yeah. know what it takes. I'm going to learn and I'm going to do it. And now it's just part of the routine. So Yeah, exactly. Systems get put in place and, yeah. and, and it's not too difficult, is it? Like once you once you get up to speed with it all, it's all good. Listen, I want to finish this off because I know you've got you've got wine and wine to, wine to I've taste. I've got bread to bake, bake, I've got wine to taste. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I thank you for your time. Just a few quick questions. Gin and tonic or Aperol Spritz? Ooh. Gin and tonic. Yeah. With with yeah. What gin? More gin than tonic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> me too. What gin do you drink? Uh, we drink Four Pillars. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Which one? Uh, just the regular. Oh, yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love that. Have you had the Navy Strength? Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. the blue one, if anyone's interested. <laughs> it is so good. Man, it is so good. Soft or hard cheese? Ooh. Um, I've got one of my regulars who loves me to say semi-hard, because it tickles his fancy. Yeah. Um, um, probably, oh, No. I can't choose between no. the two. Um, we've got an amazing camembert on at the moment that's pretty stinky. I love that. Yeah. But similarly, we've got a, um, a Scottish Highlands cheddar um, that's hard and delicious. and it's so, so good cheese. Yeah. I just went to Olivia. You know Olivia? Yeah. For, yeah, from Harp and Bloom. Bloom, Blom, whatever it is. And then... Um, She's sh- she's sh- she's moving locations. Yes, yeah, yes. So she was. It's not. I think it's her last weekend this Saturday. This Saturday, so we'll probably miss it by the time this comes out. But yeah, um, she's moved locations. She's got a new venue. So we went there. It was one of the last Saturdays and got some cheese. Just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, honestly, some of the cheese that she has, and the way that she looks after it as well. You get there. It's just so so good. Yeah. yeah. So a big shout out to Olivia as well because she's done the podcast and she's moving. So people should definitely check her out. Yeah, uh, she's got a great shop. 
Oh, yeah. And the love and the passion for cheese. and All the cheese is just immaculate, you know. It's not like sticky or sweaty. Like, I do get my cheese from places and she's like, rolls her eyes almost. <laughs> we get it from places where wrap it in cling film and all this shit. Yeah. Because sometimes you do, you've got to. But, like, if you can go somewhere that doesn't do that and they properly wrap it in, like, in good paper, and the difference is off the chart. Yeah. You know, it's not not slime, but, like, you know, it's sweaty. Or, yeah. Hers is just dry. It's just fucking immaculate. Her cheese is awesome. She loves it. Excuse me, loves that. So, yeah, she's moving. So, anyway, everyone should look out for her new venue. Um, Hamon or prosciutto? Ooh. Hamon, I yeah. would say. Yeah, would have, yeah, you yeah. have to, wouldn't you, yeah. from being inspired by, yeah. by Spain? And we've got this beautiful uh, hand cranked meat slicer that is my pride and joy. Um, yeah. The most expensive thing in the whole fit out. <laughs> um, and yeah, when you put some ham on that and slice it, like a number one setting as thin as you can get. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. I don't know how the... I, I always think about this. And wineries, like, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to make this thing. I'm, the pigs have got to come in and then I'm going to salt it for, you know, X amount of time and then I'm going to dry it and then I'm going to, you know, and then I'm going to sell it. I'm going to give them credit. So I'm going to make this and I'm not going to get any money for about, you know, a good year and a half. Like, huh? <laughs> What the fuck? Like, what about cash flow? Where's yeah. it? What, you know what I mean? Imagine trying to start yeah. that off. Well, that's what winemakers, you know. Yeah, they, that's they, what I mean. Yeah, plant the vines and then sit there and wait for a couple of years before yeah, you can it, even start to. And then the, the day before, the big piss down floods all the vines and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Such a hard, 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 hard world. Um, Ortiz anchovies or Baccaranis? Oh, Baccarat, yeah, yeah, definitely Baccarat. the latter. I, and we've just got this amazing new supplier, um, and uh, they come from Cantabria, uh, northern Spain. They're amazing, um, and we had one shipment, and then there's been this break. Like we've been waiting for the boat to come in. So it's the first time in three years that I haven't had anchovies on the menu. Yeah, um, but I wanted to wait till this. Supplier could supply again. Are they good? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. love Baccarat. Baccaronis, I say Baccaronis. Baccarat. Yeah. Yeah. We know it. The, yeah. the, the marinated anchovy as opposed to like the brown anchovy. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The beautiful. Plump. Um, yeah. yeah. Just, and so we use them actually. In, we do two dishes. So we do a gildo, which is on a stick with the peppers olives. and olives. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then we do one that we, we call anchova ratocha because we stole it from the rail, railway station in Madrid. And it's just, it's the anchovies just draped over potato crisps. Crisps, yeah, And yeah. the vinegar soaks into the crisps. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Fuck, it's good. My, that, the, they are, they're so, the, just crisps, anchovy, or I like, I like ham and anchovies yeah. as well. Beautiful. But you know, you're saying there, we've had the last, the last two months we've, with suppliers and not having stuff, we've had a nightmare, honestly. Yeah. We've had so many nightmares. It, it's never been a problem, but this last three months has been a fucking disaster. It's really, it really, <laughs> really has. Um, well, uh, you've kind of created me, but Heathcote Shiraz or Mornington Pinot? Ooh. Um, Pinot over Shiraz, probably... But I would probably, uh, I'd probably go to the other side of the bay and get a Pinot from somewhere around Geelong. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, we, we, we went camping around there, it was lovely. Um, I used to be Shiraz and all that, and all the heavier, but uh, now I'm getting a bit more into the Pinot. Not, it's, I, I like it, I do enjoy it, and I drink it. Beck likes it, so I end up, you know, we get it. Yeah. But I do prefer a bit of a, of a heavier. Is it what? I always get the mixed one with GSM, G, what's that one? Yeah. Grenache. Grenache, Shiraz, and then the M can be Mataro. On the yeah, yeah, I love that. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favourites. Yeah. We actually, um, 
Pinot is, is so popular now, um, we actually don't put it on deliberately. Is it really that? Everyone yeah, drinks so it? so people will come in, they won't look at, look at the wine list. I'll just go, have a glass of a Pinot. A glass of Pinot. Yeah. And we go, actually, we don't have a Pinot on today. Um, got this beautiful lighter body Nebbiolo or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And they come and they leave having tried something new. Do you get some people to do like, oh, a bit grumpy or they're all right? No, they're all right. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Probably the smaller places, they're getting that personal service. Yeah. They, they get it. And they, so they, they leave feeling like they've learned something. And, yeah, education. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's part of your job, isn't yeah. it? For sure. So where are you? Do you want to give us where you are? The address and we are, Instagram and all of us? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Love Instagram. So yeah. we're um, 48 Smith Street yeah. in Collingwood. So not far from uh, the corner of Gertrude Street and Smith Street. Um, we're so, as I say, we're so small that most people miss us. Yeah. So, you know, single shop front. The Uber will find it, don't worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got this really nice um, bike rack out the front um, that looks like a giant corkscrew. So, look for that. Yeah. That was just purely coincidence. <laughs> well, uh, next to the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Landmark. Uh, yeah. Instagram, uh, Smithwood3066. Uh, Who does the photos for that, by the way? Oh, that'd be me. Yeah, you're re- like with a pro camera? No, just with my phone. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, you're good. Thanks. Yeah, you're good at that. Just, I thought that was like a, some... You just do all them, do you? All yeah. them like ones that are coming down yeah, yeah. and all of Yeah, walk past before we open, you'll see me standing on a stepladder looking like an idiot. With oh, my... do you do all that? You, yeah, yeah, yeah you, a bit of effort. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. you've got to because there's only so many you know, angles you can take the photos of yeah, cheese and wine. wine. Yeah, and we, yeah. we post five days a week. Um, yeah. So every day we're open, um, yeah. But that's that's good fun, and it's and it works. Like we have. Do people... you do sponsored? No, don't no, you? No. So, but we get people. Will you know? People will come in tonight and say, "I saw," you know, guaranteed this, this wine. Yeah, they'll say, "I Inst- saw this on Instagram." Instagram's your best best way of yeah, we do advertisement f- media. Yeah, we do Facebook as well, but um, definitely Instagram. Melbourne's very Instagram at the moment, for sure, in my opinion. Not that I'm fucking any genius by any (laughs) sense of the imagination, but that's what I've heard anyway. um, So uh, uh, just really quick before we do go, advertisement. Do you do anything for advertisement? No. No, just all word of mouth, a bit of Instagram. We did did a flyer drop in our first (laughs) year. So we we print... Printed off. Uh, it was like, a, "Hello, this is who we are. Yeah. We're your new, new neighbours." Anything? And did anyone come back in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah, that's about it. And then we just we we're fortunate enough to get kind of regular mentions on various websites. Yeah. Um, You've so, had a few ra- articles, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. broadsheet, and broadsheet, it, Urban age. List, The Age. Yeah. Um, it all helps. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's, yeah, you definitely notice the difference. Um, yeah, but yeah, we don't we have we don't have a marketing budget, so yeah, yeah, yeah. there is no budget. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> That's, it's me on the step ladder. <laughs> would be fine. Perfect. Well, Graham, thanks very much. And listen, I can definitely vouch. It's a great spot. Everything's fantastic, and you know, supporting local people, support, support, support. Everyone should support each other. Yeah. So, thanks very much for your time. And I know you're busy today, so thanks very much. Thanks, Robbie. Cheers. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please tell a friend or give us a rating or review on your podcast app. It all helps to get more listeners. Thanks. Until next week, have a good one.